Michaels, and I am here with Lisa Schmeiser. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Philip Michaels. How are you? And we are here today to talk about The Purge, a movie that we have not seen, will <laughs> not no see, have see. no plans to see it, or its current sequel, or the many sequels that will likely come thereafter, because Hollywood is bereft of ideas. So why are we uniquely qualified to talk about The Purge? Because we think about its premise an awful lot. Yeah, it really... it It is a... We, pr- we've had... Hours. This podcast was born because we've had hours of conversations about the world of The Purge and how exactly it works. And going by abundant spoiler-filled summaries of the first film, none of these questions are ever going to get answered. So, and and now we will re- recreate those hours of discussions for you. So sit down. <laughs> pour, pour yourself your, a beverage. Pour yourself a beverage. Put pour your several. feet up. Mm-hmm. This is going to go on for several hours. <laughs> there so. will be a test. Yes. Periodic quizzes. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a purge coming to your house. Yes. That's how that works, right? They send out the purge squads? Exactly. Okay. I believe that's exactly how it but works. But since the purge anarchy is coming out this Friday, we thought, what better time than to plant our nagging questions into your susceptible little noggins? Enjoy. Yes. We're going to ruin a night out at the cinema for you and your special someone. Please submit your ideas for a theme song for We Ruin Your Night at the Cinema. Yeah. So anyhow, um, I since neither of us have seen the movie The Purge... I'm given to understand that novelist Ethan Hawke was in the first one. Yes. Um, let me read to you from the um, most reliable source on the internet, Wikipedia, which mm-hmm. describes this in, in the overview section of the synopsis of the first movie. In I repeat, this is a Wikipedia entry. Mm -hmm. In 2022, crime and unemployment rates in the United States reach unprecedented lows. This is because the country is now governed by the new founding fathers of America who have enacted the purge. It sounds like they're giving people laxatives. Yeah. (laughs) That's always the first thing I think of. Yes, it's the cleanse. The new founding fathers have an eating disorder. (laughs) I will continue. Uh The Purge, a 12-hour period held from 7 p.m. March 21st to 7 a.m. March 22nd annually during which all crime— So this raises another question. Why don't they just release The Purge and The Purge sequels on March 21st every year as a way to tie it into the the film universe? I think it would raise too many. What if people start copycatting The Purge movies? Well, they'd be too busy watching The Purge movies on March 21st to have The That's true. What Think, Phil. If they have, if they finally get like six purge movies, they could screen them between the hours of seven p.m. and seven a.m. And then they'd be safe from the purge. And then you'd be safe Unless from the purge. Unless somebody purges the people watching the purge movies. I think people are now understanding why these conversations last hours, since I am literally two sentences into the description. I'll continue. I have a lively imagination. The purge. A 12-hour period held from 7 p.m. March 21st to 7 a.m. March 22nd annually, during which all crime, including murder, theft, and rape, is completely legal. The only rules during the purge is that government officials of, quote, ranking 10 or higher, end quote, must remain unharmed and the usage of weaponry above, quote, class 4, end quote, is forbidden. Also... Police and emergency services are suspended during this time period. Anyone who doesn't follow the rules of the purge will be executed. I lost my place trying to pup you. Though presented as a catharsis for the release of negative emotions and repressed urges, the purge really serves as a form of population control as the poor and homeless are common victims 
during this period. That sounds an awful lot like editorializing unnamed Wikipedia writer. But this concludes the description of the purge. From Wikipedia. So many questions. Lisa? <laughs> where, do, where do I start? Uh, I, I guess my first, why bother having rules for the fir- purge in the first place? It seems counterintuitive to the purge process. Though. I mean, I, get th- I, I guess that the, the, whomever thought of this whole conceit was like, well, we, we need to point out that it's overt class warfare. So let's put in the rule about anybody who's GS10 and higher is off limits. What, but unless the new founding fathers have also canceled the internet, what's to stop people from saying, well... I can't get this jerk official, but I happen to have looked up all of the names and addresses of everyone he loves, and I'm targeting them for the purge. Like, that, that, it just makes no sense that people – that, that ooh, 12 hours of mayhem and lawlessness, except for these two rules, which, of course, will yes. follow because – In the purge, there are no rules except so, for the following rules. And – oh, here's another one I've always thought of, too. Who cleans up after the purge? Well, I, obviously, that's why unemployment is so low and productivity is so high but because these are the same there people. is a post-purge industry. Uh-huh. Like uh, they all have names like Purge Begone and mm-hmm. uh, and Santa Purge Santa and Purge. Yeah. Yeah. But, but who would work for these? Because if the poor and the homeless are the ones being killed, this is mostly unskilled labor. So that's by by definition your lower working. I'm class. not saying that there there aren't job openings for Purge Be Gone. Yeah. It's a it's a dynamic company it that's always seems, looking to find. So new would the people. company be trying to hide its employees or protect them during the? This is the other thing. Was there an underground railroad out to like Canada or Mexico? Um, and I don't understand why U.S. citizens can't just leave the country during the purge. Like why they, they don't mention that in their list of two rules that oh people who live in the U.S. have to stay in the U.S. during the purge. Like what's to stop you from saying you know what? I think I'm taking vacation. I happen to be leaving for Vancouver on March 20th. I might be back March 23rd. But again, this is the class warfare element where people without um, without uh, flexible work leave policies uh, have to have to stick in town. But this is the thing that confuses me is in the first movie, apparently, and, and I got this from the moviespoilersite.com, apparently the whole point of the first movie is people in a plushy neighborhood have to wait out the purge by hi- hiding behind their security systems. If you are wealthy enough to have a big McMansion and a security system, what I ask you again, what is stopping you from taking a Disney cruise to Hawaii? Maybe, maybe airline and boat service is suspended for the weeks but leading up to the purge. That's not mentioned. That's the thing. Well, is, is Wikipedia is hardly the definitive source of. It, neither is the movie spoiler site. But why don't why why are people expected to sit tight? Like, why would there not be like purge cruise specials? Where is the U.N. on this? Like, why hasn't a U.N. convened a commission saying, wow, this is over genocide? I, I suspect uh-huh. the, um, the two rules that are listed in the purge mm-hmm. um, are the result of a studio note session in which the people uh, tasked with bankrolling the movie. What stops me from killing the president? Hey, why don't I kill the president? And uh, the director and writer probably said, uh, class 10. Yeah. There, there are rules. And no one really sat down and – really codified the rules that maybe there is a purge rule book i don't know well the, the travel thing again you'd leave, or what's to stop people from fleeing the country why wouldn't you until because there's this promise oh the purge gets rid of the poor and whatever wouldn't the purge have also have hollowed out the middle class as middle class intelligentsia flees for other countries but everyone is so happy i i can't believe i'm sitting here defending the purge to you again a movie i have not seen a movie i do not care to see but i'm, I'm like playing devil's advocate for for because the brainiacs who nothing that makes sense about this this is another obviously mm-hmm. because because Times are good, except for those twelve hours between March. How 21st. are times good? You would think that the insurance companies alone would be bad. This well, is the, oh, this is the other thing that bugs me. Like, let's say you get hurt during the purge, 
and you get to go to the ER once the the hospital's open again. Like, what? Who pays? Like, does your insurance company cover? Any and all, or is there like a writer that says, we're sorry, but if you happen to get injured for 12 hours, even if you're slipping on your bathroom floor, we are totally not covering. How would people not be right? Well, I think here is your central uh, uh, flaw in the whole purge mythos. Beyond (laughs) your underground railroads and your Disney cruises and your your purge be gone sanitation companies, Mm -hmm. the – the insurance industry implications of a 12-hour period of, In which may- of mayhem. In which property damage could be done. And think about the life insurance payouts. Like, are those immediately obliterated if, oh, well, we're sorry, but since your husband died by suicide, wherein the suicide was him flinging himself down the stairs onto a pile of knives, we're not paying out. Like. There, there are life insurance policy payout questions. I have health insurance questions. There are so many. No, th- this, this would bring the insurance industry to its knees because yeah. either premiums would be would skyrocket yeah. to cover purge related damages mm-hmm. or um or like you say there would be uh uh-uh, uh doesn't count during the purge in which people would say well then I'm not going to get insurance yeah why would I pay for something that that doesn't back me when I need it the most poor and then they lose their profit the margins. poor president from from 24 whose name I'm blanking on uh he, Dennis Haysburg? yes he mm-hmm. would be standing there crying like iron eyes cody please. in the all state commercials <laughs> Uh, the the meathead from Thirty Rock, whose name I'm blanking on, really good with names. This is how upset the purge is me. <laughs> it's Dennis from Thirty Rock. Yes. Oh, oh, um, Dean Winters. Dean yes. Winters, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Winters and Dennis Haysbert like make a PSA saying in, in the post purge America, please buy insurance. Please buy insurance. No, I we... can't believe insurance companies would be okay with the purge because, like you said, either they're going to lose customers or they face having to do massive payouts every year. You know who? Really... I, I can almost get behind the health insurance thing because if you have nationalized single payer health care. Then the government get then the government shoulders the cost of health care, and they're probably like, well, you know, all this health care we're paying for it, but at least we're no longer paying so much in food stamps and emergency houses and Medicare. Maybe that would be the rationalization. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Obama, for thanks, bringing Obama, to, for bringing, bringing about, about the purge. <laughs> but it just again, it doesn't make sense from a big business perspective either. I can't imagine that that any retail chain would be thrilled at the idea that it's going to get looted once a year. You know who really hates the purge? Who claims adjusters. Yeah. They must just like see March 21st coming on the calendar and go Disney Cruise. <sighs> Disney Cruise are on the Disney Cruise. Oh, I am not looking forward yeah. to March 22nd yeah. is what they say. And again, we have to get back to kind of the international community aspect of this because granted the international community is kind of a joke, you know, witness what's happening now. In Syria, which is kind of the purge every day, but I, I, I honestly this podcast is turning lighthearted. Yes, it is. But I honestly can't believe that, like, even the, the Economist would write strongly worded editorials against this by pointing out that economic dynamism relies on a large and mobile lower class, and if you're systematically hunting these people down, like you're 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 scraping out the labor pool. There's there's li- there's not going to be anybody left to do the crap jobs. Yeah. One of my favorite um, segments when I was a kid in Ghostbusters is the scene where it shows the Ghostbusters appearing in various media and various mm-hmm. newspapers. And and now I am imagining, like, 
a sequence in The Purge. Please tell me that this sequence exists, America, where it's various uh-huh. The Purge headlines in various media like The Economist mm-hmm. or yeah. like like, uh, like Rolling Stone or even Upworthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin Federline killed in Last Purge. Yes. Oh, BuzzFeed's 26 Ways the Purge Reminds Us of Clarissa Explains It All. Mm-hmm. It would be like that. We suspended all laws for 12 hours. You won't guess what happened next. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, and oh, every time I see those Purge Anarchy trailers and they're inescapable, the idea that somehow the rich have constructed this elaborate underground arena where they bargain with human lives and, and basically rip off the plot of the most dangerous game. Mm. Or do that's... you honestly feel like rich people have nothing better to do? Like they would be spending most of their time due to crap. Now I have to hire again because once again, my once again, my driver has been killed during a purge. It is so hard to find good help that can keep itself alive from you. Well, when you're a job creator, you like mm-hmm. to see lots of jobs created by openings when I everyone is... I think the is... purge would also really hurt American agriculture because instead of having this steady stream of people creeping across the border to work for peanuts, everybody like south of San Diego would be like, let me get this straight. I'm going to pay thousands of dollars to be harassed and sneak into a country to do backbreaking labor six days a week for peanuts and then one day a year. People are going to kill me with no repercussions. Screw that. I'm going to see how dynamic I can make Mexico's economy. So you're really going one by one through the industries affected post-purge. I just think this whole premise that the purge makes makes crime low and the economy healthy, I really think this was done by somebody who has no understanding of basic economics. Mm. I mean, I'm not a criminal expert by any means. I don't even watch procedural shows on TV. So I'm not sure I can speak to that too much. But what I what I can speak to is labor markets and business. And there aren't too many businesses in America that are like, hooray, 12 hours of unaccountable mayhem and costs that threaten my labor pool and destroy my real estate. Bring it. That will totally pad my bottom line. Now, I, I, I want to backtrack to the um, the rules in The oh, Purge. Lord, there yeah. are but two rules. One, and they're nobody dumb. talks about The Purge. And, and two um, – Everyone takes the x lax. It's yes, a purge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not taunt super happy fun purge. <laughs> uh, the rules and the punishment for, for violating the rules in The Purge is execution. My question is – How do you know who's violating since, the rules? Since police services have been suspended for 12 hours, yeah. are there purge referees running around? Like, I guess the other question ma- I have – Make a note of that. He, he used a class 5 weapon. So my other question is, like, let's say you're level 10 or above government official. Like, mm-hmm. no one can kill you, right? Yeah. But they can do other things to you, right? Uh, they can't harm you, I believe. Like, don't, I'll go back and scan Wikipedia again. Because honestly, if – like, what if, you're, what if your parent is a real jerk store and they also happen to be level 10 or above? I mean – must remain unharmed, so you can't. But they you can't can even. You can't even give them a a, a, noogie. a a noogie or a wet willy or a. No, like you can't even drink their drink. It's, can't even. Can't even. Yeah. No, and their families. Like, what if? Oh, oh, dude! I've just thought of the plot for the Purge Three, and okay. I, and you know what? Copyright gonna, Lisa Schmeiser, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, it's going to be some sadistic government official totally takes advantage of the loophole where he terrorizes his own family and knows that they can't terrorize him because if they do, they get executed. Hmm. And the whole thing is going to be like a psychological cat and mouse thriller, and there's going to be vigilantes, and then the tension will be, can they get away with it when they finally kill their abuser? And that's your movie right there because they're going to start poking holes at the premise. I think it would – The Purge 3 would be a um, a, uh, a fish-out-of-water comedy <laughs> where someone be- – <laughs> Someone through uh, – They don't understand how the international dateline works and they accidentally fly into the U.S. right before the purge starts. <laughs> well, 
Oh no, that would be kind of sad. No, yeah. I'm I'm thinking it would be that someone through inheritance or through um, a strange sort of promotion becomes a class ten government official, but doesn't really know how to comport themselves among other class tens on the purge. And oh, it's like sort that of, episode of Community where everyone gets the meow meow beans. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's an episode of Community, but with lots yeah. more killing. Well, the transit industry can't be good for that can't be good for the purge either because, you know, airplanes might be, you know, screw this. We want to make sure that none of our, our baggage handlers get killed during the purge. So we're shutting down and everyone happens to fly out to Honduras or Mexico or Canada or Iceland. And so maybe there is no no transit in and out of the country, but that's a lot of traffic that's disrupted. That's a lot of revenue that's lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Are there other dystopian visions that you'd like to poke holes in? <laughs> do, how do you feel about the Hunger Games? Does that hold up to your... Uh... Better because that's that's nearly a hundred years in the future, that, okay. and there's been some environmental degradation. Running and, Man is okay in your book. Okay, is Running Man? That's the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I think a, I remember seeing it once when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Is that Rich, one based on the Richard Bachman book? Uh, I believe so. And, oh, uh, see, that was a BS book to begin. With. I was going to say Richard Dawkins is in it, but no, it's Richard Dawson, the and not, best... not noted atheist Richard Dawkins, oh, but noted gosh. game show host Richard Dawson. Yes. Might have been a better movie the other way around. If it had been Richard Dawkins in yes. it? Yes. God of... is dead, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, you can't mean that. <laughs> the The number one rule of a dystopia is you never explain how it got there. Because mm-hmm. um, my favorite dystopic human life is cheap genre is actually um, – the one that Brooke Smith was in, I want to think it's called. Oh, level, level uh, seri- series. Series six, it's Series called? six or series yeah. seven. Yeah, that's a disturbing movie. Because that's they, great, though. It's an awesome movie, and they never explain how people get recruited for the show, and they never explain why it's okay that people we, can run around and we kill probably we, we, we should probably tell the listeners, actually, the plot of this movie, whose name we can barely remember, series seven or series. I'll look it up on. While well, well you well you basically explain the outline to them. The outline of the movie is this. Brooke Smith plays the pregnant heroine. She is in some sort of bizarre game show where she and the other contestants have to hunt each other down and kill each other. And then if you win, um, what is that called? When you're, the, the taunting? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's basically a taunting. And when you win your taunting, I believe you have to participate in – multiple rounds or, or seasons of the show and then after so many seasons if you won successfully you can live your life you're never bothered again what is never ex- what makes this so good is it's never explained exactly how you get on the show but it's evident that some people are happy to be there and a lot of people got, got dragged on unwillingly so there's some implication that participation is is like a draft and that it's mandatory with severe consequences, but this is never outright stated. And that somehow makes it worse because you're not quite sure if people volunteer for this or or if they're drafted. So there's that kind of element of, of horror, just exactly how sick are people and how awful is it to have to do something to, to stay alive that you never wanted to do in the first place. The movie is, in fact, called Series 7. Series 7. Okay. Uh, Brooke Smith, you may also remember from um, Silence of the Lambs, where she yes. plays a screaming victim in the pit. Donna Hanover, the uh, yes. ex-wife of Rudy Giuliani, is, oh, yeah? is in the movie, I mm-hmm. believe. And um, Will Arnett has a very has a very uh, uh, small on-screen role. He's also the narrator of the of this this futuristic show. That actually does not surprise me. He's yeah. got the voice for it. So I guess what we're trying to say is um, the fewer rules in your dystopia, the more disturbing and the more plausible it is, because people can easily map on their own explanation 
combinations with internal consistency. The biggest problem with the purge is you've got these rules that make no sense and are completely unenforceable. And instead of exacerbating the class and power imbalance that's supposed to be vaguely horrifying, just make a mockery of the whole thing. I, I, I think what we're trying to say here, I think the mm-hmm. lessons we've learned are that instead of watching the purge anarchy this weekend. You should just talk weekend, with us. Talk, uh, watch Series 7. Yes. Go rent that. Go rent it might that. be on Netflix. Yeah. It might be screening somewhere. Mm-hmm. Break into someone's home. The rules don't apply for 12 hours. <laughs> uh, also, I think what we've learned today is why Jason always hosts these things as opposed to me looking up things on my phone and getting the names of actors wrong and saying, oh, that movie with that guy. Oh, we do that on The Incomparable, too. You just don't listen to the podcast you're not on, do you? No. no yeah, I, I really don't. I don't think anyone does. Mm. Anyway, this has been Lisa and Phil Ruin the Movies for you. If you'd like to submit a theme song and or suggest other movies that we could ruin for for you, we would love to hear it. Yes, I'm a- there's no guarantee we will actually watch the movie. We'll just oh no 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 pick that's, it apart. We'd rather ruin movies we haven't seen. Yeah, because otherwise that that in, that's two hours of our life we invested in it. No, I would purge somebody who did that. Mm-hmm. And that's it.